Good afternoon, everyone. If you want to say something, you can use the chat box. Right now, I'm trying to see if everyone is hearing me just fine so that we can get started. Just confirm for me by saying I can hear you in the... Good afternoon. Kozi, can you hear me? Just type yes if you can, then we can continue. I've removed the background. Okay, good. He says he can hear me. Okay, so let's get started. So for those who are in the in the group for January, the ones who paid for the class, this week I had said we'll talk about sales and marketing. But I've been doing a survey and trying to find out what are people struggling with. And this issue of finance management, business finance kept coming up. One person said that she's been managing her business for a while. She even has sales, but she keeps running out of money and she's not sure like where is the money going. Another person made a similar comment. She said she's been running business for a while, but she, she keeps finding that she's running out of money and she's not sure what's happening. So I had like three or four people who said the same thing. So I said, okay, you know what, let's address this before we continue talking about sales and marketing. So I decided to invite other people as well, those who've been buying books and courses from me. So you'll see the number looks bigger today, that's fine. We'll still continue with our class on sales and marketing after we've dealt with this. Let's, let's talk about money because it affects everyone. You know, we can be saying, let's talk about how to make money online, how to market online. But if people don't know what to do with the money once it comes, you can find that you keep running your business, but it doesn't look like you're making progress. You keep on running out of money. So let's deal with that right now. So we're going to talk about um, the background to personal finance habits, how those affect business habits, and some methods that I've learned from various mentors that I've been uh, learning from over the years. If you've followed my content for a while, I don't really focus on finance. So uh, when, when it comes to talking about finance, I'll just be sharing what has worked for me and what I think you should try out if you're struggling with managing your money. Okay. So the first thing I want to talk about is self-awareness. Why is self-awareness important? Because as a business owner, your personal finance habits are going to spill over to your, your business uh, finance habits. Meaning that the way you manage your money is going to, the way you manage your personal money is going to reflect in the way you're going to manage money once you start running a business. So what kind of habits do you have? What are some of the predominant habits you have? When we talk about habits, we go now into personal development. What habits do you have? Those who've taken the personal development class, you remember the module on the module on uh, financial blueprint. What is your financial blueprint? Because your financial blueprint is going to dictate your finance habits, your personal finance habits. Your personal finance habits are going to be reflected in the way you manage money in your business. So that's where it starts from. It starts from understanding what are your personal finance habits what what is your what is your finance blueprint so now if we talk about finance blueprint it's about the general attitude that you have towards money the general attitude you have towards money and the general relationship that you have with money so how is it formed and where does it come from it comes from our background the way we grew up our habits, all our habits come from the way we grew up, the way we were brought up. If you come from a, a house where the whole household was focused on saving money, 
you are going to have that habit. If you come from a household where there was a hand-to-mouth approach to finance management, you're going to adopt that. If you come from a house of hoarders, just like that. So you need to understand, the, the part I'm talking about right now is self-awareness. You need to understand what are your predominant habits when it comes to make, managing money and how were those habits formed. Because for you to change something, you need to understand where is it coming from, how did it come about. So let me give three examples of uh, money habits. One is the hand-to-mouth approach. Many people say that hand-to-mouth, um, I don't have enough money to save because the amount is small. But what, you, what they don't realize is that there are people who are making 10000 a month and they are managing to save. And there are people who are making 50000 a month and they are not managing to save. So hand-to-mouth is one of those habits that you can have without realizing you have it, which means that generally when you have 10,000, you make a budget of 10,000. If you have 1,000, you make a habit, uh, a budget of 1,000. There are people who make a lot of money who are so much in debt because they keep up with the lifestyle. When they move from 10,000 to 20,000, they add more expenses. They move to a bigger house, get a bigger car because they are used their money blueprints, their finance blueprint or their money habits is hand to mouth. Everything that comes in goes out. So that's the hand to mouth attitude. The second one is what someone has has called a money monk. So this is a, this one is an insidious one. What does it mean? It means that you have a subconscious negative attitude towards money. So most people who have this attitude are those who've been brought up with the belief that money is evil, money means you are corrupt, money cannot be obtained without cheating someone or without being a bad person or without exploiting people. So you will find that you are subconsciously relating to money in a negative way. So when you have it, you want to get rid of it. Uh, someone is saying, please write up something on what you are presenting and share with us. Okay. Okay, we'll talk about that later. Someone is saying mute your video. Someone is saying Gideon mute your video. I'm not sure. Oh, they're asking Gideon to mute his video. Okay. Okay, so you have to ask yourself, are you really comfortable with having a lot of money or do you rush to get rid of it? I know someone who is a retiree, she makes a lot of money. She's grown up with um, that attitude that it's, it's a religious belief. The, the belief from her, the place where she goes to worship is that you should never have more than you need. So whenever she has money, she subconsciously spends most of it. Sometimes I find that she's, she's just received an amount of money. I find her spending on things that she doesn't need. And I'm wondering, why are you spending so much money on this? She doesn't even drive. She can afford to drive, but she doesn't drive. When she receives a lot of money, she always gives it out. She gives out large amounts of money. I used to get uh, amused by this attitude initially until I learned that there's such a thing as money monk. There are people whose spending habits are about getting rid of money because they are uncomfortable. Normally, this kind of habit comes from a religious background where money is associated to something bad or something negative. Okay, so we have the hand to mouth who spend everything. Then we have those who get rid of money. 
they they find something to buy they they find a way to subconsciously have less even after they've made money they'll find something to spend on okay then there's the money hoarder the money hoarders uh, i think they even used to be a, a tv program of uh, about hoarders where they keep a lot of money and they just never spend it they never spend it okay they keep it they 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 might even be struggling they might even be struggling with their finances but they do have the money they've just kept it hidden somewhere so we're talking about your personal finance habits if money keeps living are you able to identify with any of these habits personally i used to find myself in a hand to mouth type of situation where every amount that comes in i'd i'd spend it every amount that comes in i'd spend it immediately if i've got a like 1000 then my budget needs to be 1000 that was my attitude that's the hand to mouth attitude so are you able to relate to any of this you can type in the comments so that i see if this is uh if anyone is finding this information helpful do you find yourself spending everything do you find yourself spending unnecessarily without realizing it okay so that's the first thing once you language says i'm relating once you identify your money habits your personal money habits the next thing is to now think look at different ways you can manage your finances so you guys may have heard me talking about um my mentor his name is T Haveka so he he teaches something called the six jar money management system so that was what was one of the earliest systems of personal finance that I, I adopted and i found really really helpful so the six jar system is like whatever amount you have whether it's 1000 2000 3000 10000 you divide your money into specific percentages so i want to run through the list of percentages and the reason for each of them someone says i can relate thank you very much So once uh, and here's the funny thing when I learned it's a, it's called a six jar uh, money management system I literally went to buy jars like actual jars I even labeled them with percentages and whatever money would come I'd divide it accordingly So the other challenge with uh, running your business especially if you're running full time you don't have a salary which comes lump sum which sometimes might be easier to plan sometimes you have one client has paid 200 another client has paid 300 another client so if you don't have a system of dividing that money you find you keep saying ah but that money wasn't enough that money wasn't enough which can be true but once you start dividing then you have a completely different approach to to to, to your finances the challenge with with uh, being a hustler if you haven't yet put yourself on a salary that's another problem If you haven't yet put yourself on a salary, you start feeling like but this is my money, why should I keep it? But again, you look at the money and you think but this this is this is not even enough to pay me a salary. So one, you're not putting yourself on a salary, but you still find you've got you've got expenses. You can't stay without uh, spending on your on yourself. So you have to spend on on yourself. So I used to find myself really with these kinds of struggles. So the six jar finance management system was very helpful. Okay so here is how how it's divided. Now before I share the percentages I want to say something because there's a part about tithe. Uh I've got different people in my in my audience and in my network and I need to recognize that tithe is a, is a religious is a religious principle. 
So when I, when I talk about tithe, I'm going to call it tithe and donations. And the percentage will have to be up to you. So it's not, there's no hard and fast rules. You can adjust according to what makes sense to you, okay? So here is exactly the way I learned it, but, but I also made some, some adjustments on my own. 5% is tithe and donations. I know some religions will say 10%. You can put 10%, that's fine. But the way I learned it is 5% tithes and donations. Those who go to church, you, you go and tithe. Those who don't go to church, you should donate. Why is it important to donate? Because it shows abundance. You are telling yourself that I've got enough. Subconsciously, you are training yourself to say there's enough to share. Okay. 10%, this is for your future self. This is for your future self. Pay yourself first. You save. This is for future future investments, long-term investments. That's 10%. The next 10% is short-term investments. Let's say you're, you're saving for a car, you're saving for furniture, you're saving for a holiday. That's your short-term investment. So your, your short-term savings. So the, the savings are in two categories. There's long-term savings, then there's short-term savings. 10% self-development budget. Self-development budget. Because if you want to grow, grow your business, grow yourself, you need to invest in yourself. If you say the money is little, I'm here to tell you that if you go on Amazon right now, you can find a book for one dollar. I remember in those days when I was still learning this system, I really didn't have much money. If you have even 1,000, what is 10% of 1,000? It's 100 kwacha. What can you buy in 100 kwacha? You can buy ebooks. You can buy ebooks on Amazon. You can buy audiobooks. You can buy bundles and go and watch videos on YouTube. That is investment in personal development. Okay? So that's 10%. Then we have another 5%. This 5% is personal enjoyment, or you can call it spoiling yourself. You want to spoil yourself. You just want to have fun. Buy something that just makes you feel good. And don't skip this budget. I'm going to explain why. If you are working so hard and never spoiling yourself, you know what will happen? The inner you is going to rebel at one point. It's going to rebel and say, you know what? This is my money. I'm the one working hard for it. I deserve to enjoy it. Then you're going to even overspend. You're going to blow your budget. Spend on the little things that make you happy. I don't know what makes you happy. We, we have different things. Other people, it's a movie. Other people, it's ice cream. Others, other people, it's going to do something at the saloon. I like to go for a massage. Recently, I started doing something, <laughs> another beauty treatment, which I just discovered. So that's my personal enjoyment budget. Okay. So find something that will, you are appreciating yourself for all the hard work. Is it a massage? Is it, is it an outing? Is it some nice food? Okay, there should be a percentage of, of that on your budget. Okay, so we've talked about long-term savings, short-term savings, tithing, spoiling yourself, education. That's five jars, okay? The sixth jar should take up, that is now 55%. That is your daily living expenses. So when I got this uh, six jar system, I looked at the percentages and I thought, okay, so I should always try to live on half, half my daily expenses should, I should try to make it only half of what I'm making, 
half of what I'm making should go on my daily expenses. Then the other half needs to be divided into these different things. Long-term savings, short-term savings, uh, spoiling myself, educating myself, tithing, and donations. Okay, so this is the six-jar finance management system. Other people have got different ways of, of, of describing these percentages. Others will say, I remember this man was saying you should do 20%, 10% uh, tithe, 20% savings, 70% living expenses. So there are no hard and fast rules, but the, when you are just getting started, I, I would rather you stick to one system. Then as you go along, you're going to say, okay, here I can adjust like this. Here I can adjust like this. Vivian says, please run through the percentages again. What about reinvestment in business? Okay, so we haven't yet started talking about business finance. What, what we started with is personal finance because... The habits you adopt for your personal finance management are going to spill over into your business system, into your business management systems. So I'm going to I'm go, I'm sharing three systems: the six jar, the six jar system that's for your personal finance. Then we're going to talk about two other systems which you can use for your business. So when you say, what about reinvestment into your business? So remember, on your savings, you've got long-term and short-term savings. The long-term savings can go into any, any type of investment. The short-term savings, it's up to you. So you can say, both long-term and short-term, I want them to go into my business. So what we're talking about right now is personal finance. So Vivian, let me run through the percentages again. 5% tithes and donations. 5% spoiling yourself. 10% long-term investments, 10% short-term investment, 10% self-education budget, 50% your living expenses. Okay, I'll write them down. I'll write them down. Don't worry in case you haven't caught them. I'll write them down for you. Okay, so this, this can help you why does it say that Gideon is presenting? That's weird. <laughs> this can help you with um, managing your personal finance. So for those who are in debt, let me talk about those who are in debt. There are people who are still trying to clear debt. You can decide on your savings percentage how much should go towards debt. Or if you can manage to minimize on your living expenses, you can get from there. But ideally, the short-term investment portion can go into debt. Then once you finish clearing that debt, the same amount, don't start using it. Let it continue going back into savings. Okay? So that's about personal finance. The first thing you need to know about personal finance as a business owner, the way you manage your money is going to be reflected in the way you, you manage your business. If you have been struggling with your finances, you need to understand that our finance habits come from our subconscious mind, which comes from how we were brought up. The way you manage your money is affected by how money was managed in, in where you are coming from. So if you need to change, especially if you've been feeling like, I really need to change this habit. It's time to dig back and say, how was money being managed in my household? Those who come from a background where there was hand to mouth, that attitude will continue even when they start earning more money. Those who come from a background where money is associated with evil, they'll always get rid of it. They will do what is called self-sabotage. You have money instead of doing a constructive thing with it or saving it 
you subconsciously get rid of it by spending on something you know you don't even need. You even feel bad about it later. You'll be like, why did I even do that? But you did it because subconsciously you're trying to get rid of money. Then there are those who are hoarders. They hold on to money and they don't want to spend on anything. They don't want to reinvest on anything. They just keep holding on to money. Okay. So that's about personal finance management. Then I've, I've shared the six jar system, which I found really, really helpful at the beginning. Of course, uh, it took a bit of discipline because if you like spending hand to mouth, after you divide the money when it comes, you find that you've already used up uh, <laughs> your living expenses. What are you going to do next? So it takes some getting used to. So if you get started and fail, don't get frustrated. Habits take long to to correct. After you divide the money, you find this this portion, I keep running out. I keep running out so fast. What's happening? Don't get frustrated. Keep trying. Eventually, it will become normal. So like right now, let me tell you what I do. Um, when somebody sends me money, I automatically get a certain percentage. I like using Patumba. Ah, that's why I like mobile money, you guys. It's so easy. I just calculate the, per the percentage. Then I, I just add it to Patumba. Okay? I, 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 they've got those 91 days, one year, whatever. I, I like the 90 days one. It's very easy. So you need to devise systems. So you can do it physically. When the money comes, you divide it physically. Some people go and get the actual cash and divide according to those percentages if you're into digital money like me you can divide to say this percentage is going to go into patumba savings or kasaka savings this other percentage i'm going to withdraw it and keep the hard cash others right now they're using village banking i'm not sure whether that's a very good option for you i'm not sure so start with something and then bit by bit you can you can keep on um you can keep on improving okay so that's personal finance. Now let's talk about business finance management systems. So there are two systems that I've been taught. One, I learned it from a local guy. He's actually uh, quite a young, a young person, but he's highly successful. And he's, someone is saying, what is Patumba? Okay, Patumba is a, is a savings, is a savings uh, product that works on uh, Airtel and MTN. You can save your money there for a minimum of 90 days. I think they give 12% interest. So if you if you if you are not you are you, if you are using mobile money a lot, you especially those who are into hustlers, customers pay you through mobile money. You can immediately calculate 10% of that, put it into your Patumba account before you withdraw anything to use. Okay. Okay, so I was saying I've been taught two systems of business finance management that I found to be very helpful. Interestingly, I learned them from two different people, but they are actually very similar. So one, I learned it from this is a local gentleman. Um, his name is, his business is called Uli. I'll find out if he still run, runs that program. I can share a link with you guys if you want to enroll in his program. He's a young Zambian, very successful, except he, he's not very public. He's not a very public person, but his content is really good. He teaches finance. He's a finance specialist. Actually, last time he told me he's now doing his PhD in finance. But he's got a very simple system of managing money, which I found very helpful. He calls it the apportionment system. Then there's another gentleman. His name is Mike Makalowitz. He's a should be American. He's an author. He's written a number of books, most of which I recommend. He's written a book called Profit First. So both of these books, they are all about dividing your money in a certain way once you get it. So that, they are the ones I'm going to describe right now. The apportionment system is like this. 
when you receive your money you divide it into three major major categories three major categories okay the first category is called business development so think about the business development apportionment as as the savings the way the savings are in your personal finance so this is for your business whatever money your client pays get a percentage and save it as business development okay then you're going to have a percentage called emergency funding so you're seeing the similarities even with the even with, with the personal finance there was a short-term savings with business you're going to have personal the business development account where it's like the savings for the business then there's emergency fund sometimes you know things happen in a business you have some emergencies that need to be taken care of you need an account for that a separate account then you have operations expenses money you need for your day-to-day -day operations to keep the business running so this is the apportionment system you have business development account it's like savings for a business let's say a business needs to buy some equipment a business needs to upgrade something needs to the business itself should be able to fund its future development as much as possible so you can have a portion saved so you can say 20 percent business development um, money another 20 percent business emergencies so these two Try not to touch them unless you absolutely have to. Try to run your business on 60% of the income. If these percentages don't work, adjust according to what can work right now. I know 10% can work. Because most people, whatever budget you make, if you slash that budget by 10% by, by 10%, from 100% to 90%, usually it's possible to find an alternative. Or even ask for a 10% discount for whatever it is you need to buy okay so this is the apportionment system one thing i can tell you how i've personally benefited from the apportionment system i remember there was a time one of my businesses was, was really having a hard time but i could say that i had no working capital but guess what i had the business development savings i had savings this system of savings gives you peace of mind i tell you you know that even if this doesn't work i'm not completely blank i'm not completely broke sorry I'm not completely broke. I've got a plan B because I've been saving. I've got this this savings for business development savings and I've got this emergency fund savings. Then you know that once you run out of your emergency fund, it's time to make a serious decision because you don't want to touch business development savings unless there's a good opportunity to invest in. Okay? So that's the apportionment system for your business three divide every income that comes into three portions okay now let me share the profit first system so here's how the profit first system works the profit first system has got more more divisions more subdivisions i won't go into all the details because some of them i think they're they're a bit too complicated but the most important thing about the profit first system is that the first portion goes to you the business owner it's called owner's compensation why i like this one is because a lot of hustlers don't have a salary for themselves so if you can decide for example every amount that comes in you say i'm going to get 20 percent there's a business i was running 
where I did I wasn't on a salary because the amount of money that was coming in was not, not enough to make a salary. And the money was coming in, you know, small portions here and there. So I started using the profit first system. I said 20% of all the income coming through this business stream, that's my compensation. Okay. So you can decide a percentage that goes into your compensation, your personal compensation. But this money again, you don't touch it. It's not money you so you want to put it in an account which is where it's difficult to withdraw. So one of the things that I learned as well while coming uh, learning these different systems is that the money you want to put aside for future development, don't put it in an envelope. Don't put it in a in an account which has got an ATM. Choose an account which is where withdrawing from that account is hard. Okay, so that's why I like Patumba. Once you, you say 90 days, you cannot touch that money until the 90 days uh, elapses. The other, the other system I used to use was um, a certain business account where the bank, for me to go and withdraw, it was a bit of a process. So make it harder to access this money that you put away for future use. Make it hard to access. It should not be in an account where the ATM is, is nearby. It should not be in an account where you can transact via mobile money. No, it should be harder to, to have access to that account. Otherwise, the temptations are great. The, the temptations are high, especially at the beginning, before you get used. Before you have that, that habit solidly in you. Okay? So you need to have that uh, person, uh, business owner's compensation percentage that goes into an account. Then the rest of the other expenses, according to the profit first system, you put another percentage for taxation, for tax, okay? In Zambia, we have turnover tax at, right now, I think it's 4%. It was 3% the other days, the, the other years. So when the money comes in, you put aside the money for tax. Then the rest of the money, you can, you can, use, you can use it the way it is, or you can have another account again. So it's about having percentages, making sure you have something for the future, making sure you have something for yourself, and making sure there's something to run the business. Then having emergency funds. So if you look at all these different systems of finance, you will notice that they are all in these categories. One, something for long term, whether it's for your business, you call it the business development account, or owner's compensation, some money that you keep aside for long-term use. This money should not be easy to access. You, you should put it in a place where you can't... You see, temptations are always there. Somebody is marketing something, you admire something. If you know that there's uh, some money somewhere which you can easily get, you easily go and... Uh, you find that you, you, you go and withdraw and buy. So make... If you, if you say this money is for long-term use, make it hard to access in fact mike mccallowitz in his book uh, profit first i'm also going to share the books i'm mentioning he says you should go and talk to your ma you should go and talk to the uh, bank manager and tell the bank manager that if i come to withdraw this money you should you, you should say no to me <laughs> okay you should say no to me or there should be a penalty like make it hard to access that money you you will be you will be glad later because when an opportunity comes that is really worth worth spending on, you will say, yes, I'm glad I did this. This is how I man I've managed to buy some of the my slightly uh, more expensive things. It's because of adopting this habit. If, if Even when I invest, when I invest in something, it's because of adopting this habit. You know, if you're a hustler, 
you have no access to this one big salary, no access to gratuity, no access to loans because uh, banks hate us <laughs> or whatever. You, you understand, if you're in this situation where you, you don't easily have this place where you can, you can borrow money, you can use this system. And something else one of my coaches taught me is that you can become your own bank. And I was like, what? How? That money which you are using as short-term savings, if you can discipline yourself to treat it like it doesn't belong to you, you can actually borrow from there and actually put back. I tell you, this is one of those things that really relieved me so much. Like, you, that money can become your security, your safety net, and you can borrow from there. You can borrow from there and actually pay yourself back. Why not? Pay yourself back even with interest. But here, a little bit of discipline will be required. But look at this. If you borrow from uh, any other place, you're going to pay back with interest. You're the one who borrowed. You're the one who used. It's, it's, it's you who's paying the interest. So why, why not be the same one to benefit from the interest? You can actually borrow from yourself. If you can develop this system in such a way that this money is not easy to access, or if it's easy to access, you discipline yourself not to touch it. If you get from there, consider it in Kongole. Put it down somewhere. It needs to be paid back. You can grow your savings. When an opportunity comes, whether it's for real estate or for something else which is bigger, which you've been trying to buy, buying a machine for your business, you're going to have that money readily available. Okay? Gideon says, I'm really enjoying. Pray say this is insightful. Hope it will be recorded. I'm almost done now. <laughs> okay. Uh, any questions so far? I basically covered all the material I wanted to cover. Um, I don't know if there are any questions. Are there any questions? Or should we say we're done? I like to keep them short these days. You know, you know I don't like to, to talk for too long. People lose concentration. Is there any question? If you have a question, just type it in the in the chat box. In the chat box. Vivian says, I didn't get other parts on the profit system. Okay, let me, I'll send you, I'll send a written document as well. The other one is saying, I missed apportionment system and percentage. Okay, so apportionment, so, when I, okay, let me just summarize. What I started by saying that your personal finance habits are going to spill over to the way you manage your business finance. If in your personal finance habits and in your background, in your home, there's a hand-to-mouth situation, that kind of attitude will go into the business finance. So I shared a six-jar system for personal finance. Then I shared the like two systems for business finance. One is called the apportionment system, which, which divides your money into three, three categories. The first one is called the business development account. This money should not be easy to access. This money is meant only for reinvestment, for developing your business. Okay. Then there is emergency fund. Whenever there are unexpected things in, in, in a business, sometimes you run out of cash flow, sometimes something has happened, you need money, there should be a fund for that. Then the rest of it, you use it for running your business. Okay? Then the profit first system. There is a, a portion for owner's compensation. So the only difference between apportionment and profit system is that the profit system accounts for money that should go to the owner, the owner of the business. The owner of the business should be paid for whatever amount is coming. And I said, I like this one, especially if you, know, you are not yet on a salary. 
and you're looking at the money that is coming in let's say you're selling some things on a day-to-day -day basis it might be hard to calculate how much of that should be your salary what you can do is decide what percentage is going to be your salary language says uh, I'm running a business as my only source of income which money allocation can I use to push my personal finance habits Okay, so if the only source of your income is your business, then you need to start with a business finance system. Okay, from your business finance system, when a customer pays you, what percentage of that should go to you as a business owner? The business owner. So what you're trying to, your question language sounds like you, you want to mix business finances with personal finances. That is going to bring a different problem. Business finances should be separated from personal finances. But the, the method of managing them is similar. It's the, it's, it's the idea that you divide your money into percentages. So your business finance language, let's say you, you, you go with, um, let's say you say whatever your customer pays you, 20% is your personal money. That personal money now is the one you take through the 6-just system because 6-just system is personal finance. Apportionment system is for your business. I hope the two the two are different and I hope it's not confusing. Because on the personal finance there are things like tithes and offering. The business may or may not have if if the business is the one that is doing that then maybe it's going to have I don't know CSR or donations but it's different. Tithes and donations are on your personal finance not on the business finance. Another when one oh Nelly saying I'm on the road but I'm really enjoying this. Thank you so much. You're welcome Nelly. I hope you're able to drive safely <laughs> and and listen also. Uh, another one saying, so what you share in the percentages is your profit from the transaction and not including capital involved. Well, that depends. This question is really up to you. Some people, okay, let me let me explain. Do you know why ZI has turnover tax instead of uh, VAT for smaller businesses? Because they know that smaller businesses, their finance systems are not fine-tuned to know the exact profits that they are generating so they make it easy by just going for a percentage of the revenue so if you are so clear about what your profit is a lot of small business owners are not that clear on their profit so the percentage system works better that's why even ZRA uses turnover tax for smaller businesses they just say listen just give us four percent of what you're making because they've approximated that your your, your business is probably making maybe 10 20 percent or something so if you are clear about the exact profit when a customer pays you today 500 do you know how much of that is profit if you do then you can calculate on percentage but the reason why calculating on the whole revenue uh, works better for most people especially small businesses is because they are not very clear how much of it is their profit i hope that answers the question uh, this one is saying so in the apportionment system where do you pay yourself from the 60 percent yes so in the apportionment system you are assuming that there's enough money to pay yourself to pay your salary because that is part of your your, your operating expenses but if the, 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 the money coming into your business is hard for you to allocate a, a salary for the business owner, it's better to go with percentages for everything. So I, I remember the time I was uh, offering some freelance services. This customer comes, they pay you 500. This one comes, they pay you 1,000. This other one comes, they pay you 2,500. 
So how do you calculate your percentage from there and the other bills that are required? So I really, I mean, how do you calculate your salary? Because the, 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 the income was unpredictable. You understand? Because if you are going to say, I'm going to pay myself 5,000 salary, what if that month you make 3,500? So how, how is that going to work? But if you go with the, the percentages, then you don't have to worry about the actual amount. As your business becomes more developed, you're going to have more fine-tuned business management systems. I, I hope that is making sense. Um, Praise is saying, apportioning seems to be a challenge, especially if you're running a business where you restock time and time again. Start with a small percentage, Praise. Otherwise, uh, one of the reasons I decided to do this is because someone kept saying, all the sales that she was making are going into ordering more stuff. But when are you ever going to pay yourself? If all the all the sales money is coming into ordering more stuff, are you even profitable? If you can't spare ten percent, twenty percent for yourself, is that business worth running? Are you saying your labor is free? For how long can you keep working hard on a business without paying yourself? It's not sustainable. So if you keep on restocking your your stock when you sell, can you get ten percent of that and say this is my salary as the business owner who's hustling so hard? If 10% is too much, then it's time to really question, is that business even worth running? Is it making enough money for it to be worth running if it can't spare 10% for the owner? That might be, that, that might, uh, you, you might need to question the viability of that business. Okay. Okay, we are a little bit over 40 minutes since we started. I'd like to wind down if there's, there's no any other question so that we don't go beyond 45 minutes. Yeah, so make sure there's something to pay yourself as a business owner. Make sure there's something for future expenses and it should go into, it needs to go into an account that is not easy for you to, to, to get hold of, okay? So that you're able to develop your, your business. So for personal finance, make sure there's something for your, for your future, for short-term investments, for spoiling yourself, for tithes and donations. And then for everyday running of the... I'm going to write down a brief... I'm going to summarize each system so that you can see what can be helpful. Okay? Mwawa says, thank you so much. This, this information is valuable. Thank you for this valuable information. You're welcome. Dengue says, I have learned. Okay. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for showing up and uh, thank you for sparing time. Those who joined in a bit late, let me see. I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. I had switched on... An audio recorder let me check if it's been recording oh yes it's been recording so i'm going to share the audio link for those who joined midway you'll be able to catch up okay thank you so much have a great afternoon